Hold the line. I can feel their breath. It's traveling across the open battlefield. Fate has brought us to this very moment. We can. choose to run or we can choose to fight until there is none of us left to tell our story we are soldiers of rome our legion has fought its way across the very heart of the empire today we stand as only a roman soldier can and we will make famous our name for eternity history is coming for us and though we may be wiped out from existence our story will echo through the ages now take yourself back in time and pretend you are a roman soldier on the battlefield on the ground in great britain you're facing an ambush of Scottish tribesmen bent on your destruction. History is telling you they will succeed. Your time is done. But will they also take your eagle standard? The distinguishing item that tells who and what army you belong to. You are reliving the disappearance of the famed Ninth Legion of Rome. Welcome to the second episode in our Roman series. You're listening to Is History Watching? The podcast. History for everyone, but our point of view. Thanks for listening to the second episode in our Roman series. In this episode, we will talk about the competing theories as to the disappearance of the Ninth Legion. Were they wiped out like the fictional tale at the beginning of the podcast? Were they destroyed in another revolt named the Bar Copa Revolt in AD 132-135? to Were they destroyed by the Parthenians in another war in AD 161-166? to Or did they simply retire? The episode will start with the history of the Ninth Legion to give content to the claim that they were a famous fighting force among other capable legions of their time. Let's jump into the story of the famed Ninth Legion of Rome. You're a young male in the first century AD. You're looking to leave your parents' house and see other parts of the empire. You could try your luck in farming, being a tradesman, a merchant, or how about a soldier? You decide that serving your emperor in the professional army will not only let you see the world, but also offer a steady pay you badly need. You decide to join your local legion and see where life will or will not take you. But what is a legion, and what does it stand for? Legion is a term used by the Romans to designate the largest military unit within the army, compared in today's U.S. Army to a brigade size. In the Republican years, it consisted of roughly 4,200 infantry and 3,000 cavalry. Later, during the professional army, it had 5,200 infantry and 120 auxilia. A legion was identified with an aquila, or eagle standard, with its description and number located on it. Aquila standards were considered sacred to each legion, and the loss of them was a serious embarrassment and often led to the disbanding of the legion itself. During the Republican years of Rome, the army was mostly made up of land-holding males who could pay for their military equipment and training. It consisted of a full volunteer army. After the developments at the end of the Republic in the beginning of the Empire, under the reign of First Octavius, who changed his name to Augustus, the army was transformed into a professional one, consisting of paid lifetime soldiers and officers. The Empire provided funds for the equipment, food, travel, recruitment, and training, like most modern armies. 
The Ninth Legion served in capacity of both the Republic and the Empire as volunteers and professional soldiers throughout its entire history. You may be asking yourself, okay, I know what a legion is, but what is the origin story for the Ninth? That's a good question. The origin of the origins for the legion date to around the first century BC during the early Republican army. Ensuing wars and battles of the time show proof of existence in written documents from the time period showing the legion participated in battles such as the siege of Asculum during the social wars. Then when Julius Caesar became the governor of Cisalpine Gaul in 58 BC, he inherited the legion as part of the area in which he was in charge of. Sources from the time show that they were stationed near Aquilia to guard against attacks from the Illyrians. Staying with Caesar for further campaigns, they fought in Dracium and Pharsalus in 48 BC and the African campaign in 46 BC. But following the African campaign, Caesar disbanded the legion and settled the veterans in the area of Pisinium. Thought at the time to be left to history, the legion was recalled by Octavian to fight Sextus Pompeius in Sicily. It remained with his army in the war against Mark Antony and Cleopatra. Augustus then formed the legions into a professional army to ensure the protection and expansion of his new empire. Being sent to Hispania to take part in the large-scale campaign against the Cantabarians from 25 to 13 BC, they scored several settled victories. This is where they got their name and became one of the elite region legions within the Roman army. Serving from then on in every major Roman conflict until their disappearance or defeat, depending on what you believed. So what happened to the Ninth? This is the debated topic among scholars and historians that I find fascinating. The topic became interesting enough among mainstream historians to have books and even movies created about it. Gaining fame as a mainstream historian topic occurred from the release of the book called The Eagle of the Ninth by the famed novelist Rosemary Sutcliffe and movies including The Eagle and The Last Legion. The most widely early accepted cause of the disappearance was an ambush by the Scottish tribesmen during the War of Revolt in Britain around 108 AD. Let's talk about the number one cause first. Under Emperor Claudius, the legion first entered into action in Britain around 43 BC in an invasion force led by General Aluius Platius. Remaining in service in Britain during the 50s BC, they built the fort at Lindum Colonia at Lincoln and put down a revolt of the Venutius in 52 and 53 BC, respectively. Fighting in several important battles, the legion faced near destruction in the Battle of Camelundium in AD 61, also known as the Massacre of the Ninth. Then Queen Boudicca's army destroyed over half of the 5,000-man legion, leaving only the cavalry to survive. After reinforcements were sent and moved north, they were involved in building a fortress at modern Emboricum in modern-day York. The story then jumps to AD 82 to 83, with the invasion of Caledonia, now Scotland, that nearly ended in disaster again for the Legion. The Scots ambushed the Legion, but they were able to fight off their assailants and remain an effective fighting force. The last documentable mention of the Ninth was from around 108 AD, when it was used to help rebuild the fortress at Emboricum. This is where the story enters its first phase, in the possible destruction or capitulation of the entire legion. During the early reign of Emperor Hadrian, a revolt started in northern Britain, which led to the full-scale war. The year is 118 AD. You are a member of the famous Ninth Legion that has been stationed on the island for decades. 
you have intermingled with the local populace known as the Brigantines, even marrying and having children with some of their women. A revolt has started. You are asked by your emperor to attack the rebels and secure the province once again under Roman control. Here's the problem. The rebels are from the same tribe as your current wife. So what would your decision be? Stay loyal to the empire and attack the kin of your wife? Desert and flee into the countryside and live out the rest of your life? Or worse, use your training as a soldier and join the brigantines and fight your own countrymen? That decision has led historians believing that the legion was transferred back to the continent because of the fear of disloyalty. Historical records indicate that the 9th legion was replaced by the 6th in the year 122 AD. The question that looms large, was it because of disloyalty or because of a depleted force due to the defeat at the hands of the enemy? Historians for decades believed that the entire legion was wiped out in an ambush with no survivors. But there is evidence that exists that places the legion in different parts of the empire in the decades that follow. In fact, four officers have evidence of serving in the ninth well past the date of the supposed destruction on the island of Britain. Here are their story. A man named Carus, who served in the Ninth Legion in the mid-120s AD, later became Governor Arabia in 142. Another who served with the Legion sometime in the mid-130s AD, his last name was Crispinius. Two more examples exist. A third officer, with the last name of Florentinius, was the Governor of Arabia in 127 AD, and was also the Legate of the Legion around 123 AD. Servarius, another gentleman, according to an inscription found, served as Primus Pilus in the Legion no earlier than 126 AD. So what does this prove? It shows with historical evidence that the Legion was not destroyed in Britain like previously believed. It gives a timeline past the year of 118 AD, when the Legion was thought to be destroyed by the British near the base of modern-day York. So what happened? The second part of the story takes the legion to the new base in the Rhine area of the empire. In 1959, a group of archaeologists discovered roof tiles with the stamp of the 9th legion dating to the year 125 AD, along with other artifacts bearing the stamp of the 9th from the same time frame. They were found in the area of Lower Germany in the modern-day Nijemen region. It is believed that they were sent there after suffering depleted manpower to replace the 10th legion, recoup, reinforce and retrain over the next several years. Evidence of the roof tiles alone bring up reliability issues. But combine that with other artifacts found in the proof of existence from the officers mentioned earlier, and it gives ample evidence that at least part of the legion was moved and existed well past the 120s AD. This leads us to our second major cause of the disappearance, the Bar Kopa revolt in Judea. You're a soldier in the 9th Legion. You've been stuck in the Rhine area of the Empire for the past couple years. You've been training and replacing to come back to your full strength. The veteran talk of the glory of past wars. You crave some of that glory. Then comes the news. There is a revolt in Judea, and your legion will be combined with the 12th under the leadership of Julius Severus and sent to Judea to deal with the revolt. The year is 134 A.D. The Third Jewish War has been raging for two years. It will come to be known as the Bar Kokhaba Revolt, named after the Jewish sage Simon Bar Kosaba, or the Jewish Messiah, the Bar Kopa, translated to the Son of Star. 
It was prophesied that there shall come a star out of Jacob. They believed this man was that prophecy coming true. Julius Servius arrived with his two legions in the year 134 AD, already two years into the fighting, with rebel strength greatly depleted and the war almost over. The likelihood of a veteran elite legion being wiped out is almost certainly unlikely. Think about it this way. If two full legions were destroyed, there would be more historical records. It would be at the time have been the worst defeat suffered by Rome in the past 100 years. Plus, no evidence supports this theory. But there is evidence of the legion surviving well past the end of the war. According to a cursus inscription written in 161 AD during the councilship of Lebo and Namiscus Jr. that later served as Tribunus Militum in the 9th in the year 140 AD, and this was five years after the end of the Jewish War. That goes to show you that our second theory, with the destruction of the 9th during the Barcopa Revolt, is almost non-existent. Let's take a break from our story and jump into our small business break. Today's topic is the life cycle of a business. Welcome to our second small business break. Another area to consider when starting a small business or buying an existing small business is the business life cycle. Where does your business lie in that life cycle and what can you do at that moment? Let's start at the beginning. It starts with the introduction, when it goes from idea to creation. This is when the most excitement enters the business, when customers will check it out just because it's new, like the new pizza shop in the neighborhood that just opened. Next comes growth. This is the stage of the business where the growing pains can happen. Your ability to find the right staff, develop a marketing plan to attract customers, and develop a quality reputation that will enable you to retain those customers. Remember, it costs a lot more to obtain a new customer than it does to retain the old ones. Then the business will eventually hit maturity. The business has been a continued success and you were one of the lucky ones. In this phase, you need to create a long-term growth strategy and goals to be met in the future. Unfortunately, with all businesses, they will eventually head towards a decline. Your current customer base ages, they move away, or the product or service you offer becomes outdated and big changes are needed during this time. Maybe you are financially lucky. You're old enough to retire. Then this is the part of the life cycle where you create a secession plan or do a financial analysis and market research to determine the next step for your business. It brings us to the final stage, renewal. It's almost as, it's almost as if you were clear back in the beginning in the introduction phase. Refocus the business with quick financial turnarounds to create needed capital. Adjust your prices to meet current market conditions and try attracting a new customer base to push your company well into the future. Think of your business as a member of your family, something you want to see grow and prosper with hard work, determination, and a little luck. Our small business break for this episode was once again sponsored by Friedhaber's Oil City PA. They have been in business in that area for over 50 years, striving hard to provide quality service and sales of major appliances, grills, and HVAC equipment to their market. Again, check them out at www.friedhaber.com. Take a walk back in history. You're an elite legion that has been serving your empire for the past almost 100 years. The last known conflict you served of any significance was the revolt in Judea back in the 140s AD. You were in your early 20s. Now it's almost 21 years later. 
you're an experienced veteran and an officer in one of the most famous legions in the army. You once again say goodbye to your loved ones and march towards your destiny. You're off to Armenia to fight the Parthenians. Or are you? Our discussion of the Ninth Legion's disappearance leads us to our final theory on their disappearance. They were destroyed fighting in a war with the Parthenians under the leadership of Marcus Severinius. In the year AD 161, Marcus Severinius led an unnamed legion to Armenia during a war with the Parthenians. He, along with his legion, was destroyed in battle by an army of horse archers near the town of Elgia. There were no survivors. There are two options with this theory. First, there is no historical record of the legion being in the area has ever been found. That is the ninth. The second is the possibility that Emperor Marcus Aurelius purposely kept the name of the destroyed legion out of the historical record, trying to keep the morale of the empire up after such a tragic defeat. The destruction of a famous historical legion such as the ninth being destroyed would have hurt the population as a whole, and blame would have been laid squarely at the emperor's feet. Although, the, although this theory bears some credence, there is not enough evidence to say either. So what happened to the ninth? I believe they suffered a series of defeats in Great Britain. The exhausted remaining soldiers were sent to the Rhine Valley to be retrained and reinforced. Then, after serving several more decades and at least one more campaign, they finally retired their Eagle Standard and were allowed to go home, never reforming or recalling the Legion for active service. Another more defining event could have occurred. Did they lose their Eagle Standard? There is, however, no historical evidence that proves this theory. In the Roman army, this was to be seen as one of great embarrassment and often led to the end of the legion as a fighting unit. Proof of the legion's disappearance come from, comes from records found in AD 197. There were made two lists of all the active legions within the empire. There was no mention of the ninth. Whatever the cause of the disappearance of the ninth may never be known, because the evidence may not exist or ever be found. One thing is clear. The ninth possesses a storied history of brave, loyal, and long service to the Republic and Empire of Rome. This has been the second episode in our Roman series. Catch episode three, The Arena of Death, the story of the Colosseum. Thanks again for listening to Is History Watching the Podcast? Remember, history comes alive with those who embrace, study, and interpret the past. Check out our companion blog at www.heytheritshistory.com. Leave us a review on your favorite streaming platform if you like the episode.